This is Soundmaking, a podcast made by Hogan Stenner and myself, Matthew Shlomovitz. Each episode of Soundmaking features a composer or performer discussing the how and why of music they've created. For this episode of Soundmaking, we spoke to Croatian audiovisual composer Marco Siciliani about his installation performance, Rave Seance, created in 2018. Marco talks about his fascination for esoteric practices, alchemy and different kinds of rituals, and how popular culture has inspired his own artistic practice. You may find more information about this work through the link provided with this episode. Hi, my name is Marco Ciciliani. I'm a composer and audiovisual artist. I uh, live in Austria and originally I'm uh, from Croatia, grew up in Germany, spent a lot of time in the Netherlands before I ended up in Austria. I'm professor for computer music composition and sound design at the University of Music and Performing Arts in Graz. And um, well, one of my areas of interest in the past years especially has been the inclusion of elements from computer games uh, in audiovisual composition. So that means that I was not really after creating uh, games in a literal sense that are in some way mu musically interesting but rather to really investigate what individual components which are typically associated with computer game games have an artistic potential in also more experimental contexts of um, audiovisual composition. I stumbled upon this phenomenon already a while ago and um, the more I got into it the more I thought that there is really a large uh, uh, potential to explore different facets of this uh, phenomena and so I ended up also applying for a research grant, an artistic research grant Uh, which I was lucky enough to get granted. Uh, and this put me in the position that I was able to really dive into this and do some rather thorough research in this field for a period of five years. So this project has just come to a conclusion. We finished it at the beginning of this year. We also published a quite uh, elaborate book where we tried to summarize the most significant findings and we also documented more than four hours of uh, material of the different audiovisual works that were created during this period. Well the piece that uh, I wanted to present tonight, Rave Seance, is a piece which is definitely related to this research project uh, although I already look at it as, a, as something that came after it. I have the feeling that uh, through my whole career as a composer, I uh, have written pieces which were extremely different. Sometimes I have the feeling that uh, there is very little of a sort of common thread going through everything, but there are a few things that definitely keep coming back and some of them are also very characteristic of uh, the uh, rave seance and uh, one of them is a uh, sort of fascination for popular culture and you find that also in my interest for computer games because uh, i mean this is changing now but for a long time computer games have not been really accepted as a um, form of arts or they've been looked at in a sort of 
um, a negative way. Um, this is really something, this sort of fascination for uh, popular culture is something which I can really trace back to the very beginnings of uh, my doings as a composer. So I think that the, this fascination uh, is definitely also something that uh, echoes in the choice of uh, games as a field that I wanted to focus on. And um, maybe a completely different uh, aspect, which is also, which can be found in the rave seance, is uh, a fascination of how our culture developed into what we perceive today as a sort of modern science. Or in other words, I'm very fascinated by the historic period where um, Western culture made a transition from um, alchemist practices to what we consider more modern science nowadays. And uh, I mean, the title Rave Seance already um, echoes this a little bit that um, uh, this is a piece where I tried to design a sort of seance, like an attempt to communicate with a ghost. And at the same time, it's dealing with rave culture. So here we go again with uh, popular culture <laughs> and um, occultist practices. In this particular piece, though, what uh, I found fascinating was the um, question how discoveries in the fields of uh, primarily electricity, also played a role in certain uh, occult practices or esoteric practices. This is something what was uh, very dominant in the 19th century. You can really see how certain things have been discovered and they were almost immediately picked up by esoteric practices. When, If you think about magnetism, hypnosis also developed out of that. But then uh, also literally table turning, sometimes used um, tools which very much looked like uh, telegraphs. And so there were a lot of um, ideas picked up from the field of sciences and then applied in um, these practices. And nowadays, on one hand, this looks a little bit absurd because we have this mingling of something that we associate with like a sort of sober mind and precision. So that's how we like to think about science. And then uh, something which is like completely unscientific, uh, like uh, esoteric practices. And uh, this contradiction or seeming contradiction is something what uh, fascinates me. And especially in the 19th century, though, uh, this uh, interest was not only a one-way street, but there were, in fact, also quite a few scientists who also regularly attended seances and uh, like supposedly Nikola Tesla also attended seances and quite a few others. In this particular piece, I'm using uh, techno music as a sort of... Uh, I s a sort of uh, shifted this whole fascination to a, a more recent historic period. And for me, the techno music is a sort of representative of this sort of uh, technological aspect. The precision also, I mean, techno music is very much defined by this hyper-regularity of the beat. Also this kind of uh, high energy level, which can be kept for hours and hours, uh, a stamina which a human uh, wouldn't uh, really be able to perform with. So it's a music which is very much sort of defined by technology. And therefore, for me, this was in a way the representative for this uh, scientific, 
scientific part, you could say, but which is then also put in a sort of scenario which resembles um, a seance. The whole project is a performance installation, and uh, that means that there is no clearly defined beginning or end. Uh, at the premiere, I performed it for three hours uh, straight, and um, so the audience can just come in and go out as they please. And there is a circular arrangement of five little tables. I'm seated at one of them, and the other three, uh, the other four are available for the audience. And um, on those tables also have large buttons, buttons that the audience can interact with at certain moments. So there are certain moments during the performance where repeatedly they can also influence what's happening. And then there are also other moments where the tables start to shake, like in esoteric practices so i have some built-in motors which then try uh, start to rattle and to knock and uh so the whole thing is like this kind of pseudo esoteric uh, spectacle and there are different uh sections and different layers so, so there is a uh, one large component um which consists of a two-hour track of techno music, which was created by uh, artificial intelligence. So a colleague, uh, Frederick the Blazer, uh, helped me to generate this. He's an expert in uh, artificial intelligence. And so basically I delivered the training material and he trained the network to uh, generate um, AI-generated techno music. I mean, it's not like regular techno which comes out, but you can definitely hear that this is the uh, style of music that is trying to imitate. And so this whole development I found very fascinating. And this is an element which uh, keeps coming back during the performance. And I, as a live performer, I'm also interacting with this material and uh, according to p uh, particular rule sets. And this is actually also where a game element comes in, because then there are other sections where like this pseudo communication with a ghost happens, where the ghost also then sings techno-like songs. And uh, then I have to react on that, and then I get an evaluation of the ghost. And if I performed well, then I move forward in the soundtrack. So I get like to the generations where the techno emulation of the artificial intelligence was more advanced. And if I perform badly, then I'm kind of thrown back at the beginning. So I'm still interested in um, more experimental forms of uh, what came out of uh, club culture. And uh, one thing in particular that uh, I was uh, more recently interested in is uh, the field of uh, so-called uh, concept tronica, which is a form of uh, experimental club or post-club music, uh, which however is different than IDM because uh, IDM is also a kind of experimental uh, club music. But uh, Conceptronica is, uh, as the title already suggests, uh, often also characterized by a particular conceptual approach. And uh, there are some uh, really interesting uh, artists uh, working in that field, as I find. So, no, I'm not a participant in uh, rave culture anymore in the sense that I don't go to raves anymore. But yes, I am, because I'm still trying to uh, follow some of the newer developments that came out of this movement. <laughs> 
Thank you.